the clock has started. Pixel Live. This is episode 140, recording May 16th, 2021. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing Pokemon cards, I guess. Well, tangentially. Uh, what we've been playing, why I suddenly kind of stopped caring about Star Wars, weirdly, uh, and more. We'll figure it out as we go along. Uh, to go with me on this journey, I have with me, as always, Mr. Shannon Moore. What's up? Not much, man. How you doing? Um, I worked overtime yesterday, uh, made a pretty good amount of money. Um, so I'm happy I worked yesterday, but I'm tired and sore. But <laughs> I'm happy I'm here. And I'm getting my second sh- vaccine shot tomorrow. Yeah, you are. So then it's just gonna go just crazy partying and no i'm not i'm just gonna stay home and drink coffee and watch tv on so the same things you've been doing for a year per cdc pretty much i mean i don't even know why i'm getting a shot i think it's just you know peer pressure i mean honestly i i am such a homebody now i I revel in it because i want you to hang out at my damn house and i don't want to wear a mask (laughs) while doing it that's why you're getting your shot (laughs) true i'll do it for you thank you thank you (laughs) The CDC now says that Mr. Justin Tom Carter can just lie to people and say he's vaccinated when he doesn't wear a mask <laughs> in public. Justin Carter. Justin, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, you know? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I lied. But, uh, no, we're, we, we are going to be getting, um, I think, here at, like, the very beginning of June, we're going to get our shots. So then that way, beginning of July, we'll get the mm-hmm. second shot. So then we'll be set for into July. I think it'd be sick as fuck in July and, yeah. like, just feel like death flying out to California. <laughs> wow. Just, just get it now, dude. Just get it over. No, so the thing is, because Megan just got... um collagen lip injections uh, okay and because of that she's not able to for like two weeks or whatever she can't because yeah. initially we were going to get the shot but then the lady or whatever that's like do we can't if you get the shot like we're not going to be able to do this until whatever uh, so and she already had so the appointment for months so. so you need to push it out two weeks basically yeah. oh, that makes but, sense. but yeah. it's like it's readily available like it's yeah. not like i mean you could go to like cvs and stuff and even like i guess um, like Sam's Club, I want to say like Sam's Club or something mm-hmm. here, like is like doing them and stuff. Yeah, too, I know so. the the like targets around here, the pharmacies at the targets had them and stuff like that. So yeah, so I don't imagine, and it's like even like waiting a few weeks, I don't think that's gonna change. All of a sudden, be a spike, <laughs> and it's like the people who are getting them either already got them or are gonna get them, and the people who refuse to get them will still lie and refuse to get them. So so it's hilarious, co. My wife and I got our vaccines back in March and you know, my, if, if you know my wife, she was like miss hardcore rules uh, as far as 
masks and distancing and everything. Like her job is based around a lot of that. So she, she was deep in it like all the time. And so people would come over and it would have to be outdoors and everyone would have to be distant and masks and no shared food or common food or blah, 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 so on and so on and so on. And so now we're vaccinated and I swear she's just making up for lost time. Like ever, ever <laughs> it's like, since we got in the clear, it's like, and I kind of didn't realize until all of a sudden in about three weeks, we had done an A's game, a Sharks game, a Giants game, another A's game, like people coming over to the house. And then this weekend, we went out to like San Francisco for mini golf and food trucks and like all this crazy stuff. And I was like, OK, like I know we lost a year, but you don't need to fit a year's <laughs> worth of shit into like two weeks like come on like what are we doing you're like babe just, can we just take a break please just yeah can we just have a yeah. weekend where i don't do anything i'm like you, you gotta remember i got real used to just sitting at the house and not doing a <laughs> damn thing like that was all right by me so someone at the game goes to take a bite out of a turkey leg and she just takes a bite out of it it's yeah, just like, yeah, Fuck like, it. <laughs> like it doesn't like, matter i'm vaccinated Woo, let's ride it's like totally the the you know midlife version of uh, girls gone wild so like girls speaking, gone vaccinated she's just speaking going to sports um mm-hmm. i wanted to talk about that video that's making the rounds on the twitters of that dude in a san diego padres jersey just uh, knocking yeah. that dude the fuck out like what do you, did do, do we know anything more about what happened I, in that video you know i went looking too and i can't find any like backstory to that whatsoever <laughs> except for it was the padres playing the rockies and i mean that dude tapped the Rockies because good Lord. <laughs> and what's great is there's a, there's a, another view that's from higher up. Like it's probably mm-hmm. either higher in the section or maybe the deck above where it went down. And the guy, the, the guy in the Padres Jersey walks up to the other fan and you can tell he's like, he's coming to yell or something. He doesn't look happy, but you do not see violence coming in any way and all of a sudden it is just like right cross and and if you haven't seen the video shan shan is discussing he hits this man with a right hook and this guy goes like over the seat like they're in a row of seats and he goes backwards the direction he got hit over the seat but he is unconscious now so he snaps (laughs) back and flies down the section on the other side. And it's just one of those, like, God damn. Like, I mean, you do not see a, a grown man get knocked out like that too often. Like, <laughs> no. You, no. To where, dude, to where, to where you become yeah. a human wavy tube man, you know, like, it's, <laughs> oh, man. Ragdoll physics in full effect right there. Oh, but, uh, I mean, what was funny is the dude that's in the row in front of him that's also walking in the same direction, yeah. like, tries to catch the guy but like when the dude rebounds like he's like okay well i'm gonna do something about this and then starts to like get in the dude's face and then yeah. immediately recoils and stops <laughs> he's, yeah. he gets his hands up he's like ready to start saying something and then he sees the punch and he's like i'm good i don't need to do this yeah like all right well uh, i guess i'll go get security now or something because that ain't my job anymore Oof. Get the get the corner. I think that dude died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not one to promote violence uh, all too often, but goddamn, that was that was ridiculous. Like you do not see a man get hit like that too too often. Like 
Yeah, I'm watching think... the video now, and then he get, like just like all of a sudden like five other people come out of nowhere, and just disappears <laughs> like, yeah. under all these people. Yeah, I think uh, that the dude that threw the punch, I think he was even surprised that he 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 clocked that dude as hard as he did. <laughs> yeah, that you know, it's one of those things where I think he threw it, and there's a look for like a heartbeat <laughs> after it connects, where his face kind of went goes, oh no, okay, um, like yeah, I don't think he expected that, mm-hmm. but damn, yeah. he caught it clean. Um, yeah. <laughs> Knock his glasses off and everything. It says no arrests were made, explaining the person who threw the first punch was contacted by police. However, the person struck did not want to press charges. Which means <laughs> that person struck was running his mouth on some things. Like, mm-hmm. if you get hit so hard, your soul leaves your body <laughs> on Twitter. And you're like, nah, I ain't doing any charges. You were up to some shit. Like, I'm sorry, you you know that's your fault. Like, if you if you got your soul snatched like that, you that was your fault on some <laughs> but, level. When you, when, yeah. If you're saying no, I'm good, no charges, please. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but on some level too, I mean, like that thing's going viral, right? So I mean, it's not just the dude that shot the video that's getting the royalties, yeah. but it's also the I mean, like the two guys in it have to be getting paid too, right? I mean, like. Isn't that how it works? Why would, I don't know. Like, it's whoever posted the video on YouTube, why would they be? Like, the dude who got hit might get, like, a jersey or something from, like, those were like, <laughs> hey, sorry, some Padres fan knocked you the fuck out. Here's, like, a little mini bat and, like, a coupon for a hot dog. <laughs> Here's a Padres jersey to remember you get yeah. knocked out. <laughs> yeah. Here's, Here's a video three, recording of, <laughs> of the rest of the ball. Here's your three teeth bit. back and a jersey. <laughs> They're like, hey, Invincible, sorry about the subway train. Here's a jersey. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I have been loving all of the uh, Invincible memes. It, you know, <laughs> like the one someone tagged me on Twitter uh, the other day was uh, uh, a picture of Omni-Man go at talking to Mark. And it's like, oh, so what are you thinking for dinner? And Mark's like, oh, I don't know. And then it goes like, I was like, I was thinking Subway. Of just like the deadpan <laughs> look at the end, like yeah, and he's like confused, and it was like, yeah, <laughs> he's about to get that thirty-seven foot long, <laughs> thirty-seven car long, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, so bad. I'm sorry, but, I uh, segue this. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I, I I see that Justin was also in for my no one under thirty-five festival music festival. Yeah, dude, I saw I was like, dude, I was like, I dare someone, like, who wasn't, who was born after, like, 1995 or later to, like, say, like, who no effects is. Or they're like, wait, Rome? Not just no effects, dude. Yeah, not just no effects. Rome's not the original, like, singer for Sublime? Yeah. Is anyone under 40 years old like, fuck yeah, Dinosaur Jr., let's go? Like, come on. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, Shannon, I'm not sure if you're familiar. They they announced uh, the lineup for Riot Fest in Chicago. And the headliner. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Justin is absolutely right. This is a banger of a lineup. It's Nine Snails, Smashing Pumpkins, Run the Jewels, Pixies, Faith No More, Devo, Mr. Bungle, Coe and Cambria, Taking Back Sunday, Dirty Head, Sublime with Rome, Lupe Fiasco, No Effects, Newfound Glory, 
it goes on and on. And my first reaction was like, no one under 35 gives a fuck about this lineup. Like, nope. No, no. one. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I mean, you're, I mean, yeah. I mean, and you know what? You're sitting there the whole time and you're listing off the bands. I'm like, yep, yep. I'm going to, uh, yep. Yeah. Like, I would buy Probably. a ticket for that right now. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, are you listing off my high school playlist right now? Like, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and then, I mean, and then even they work like in a, like, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say, give me like a rancid and an MXPX, and I'm done. <laughs> oh, but can I also add uh, Andrew WK, Bayside, and Lawrence Arms? Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. Andrew buddy. WK's got a brand new album coming out, I think, in like two months. Hey, Dude, hey, he's Shannon. got a brand new wife. <laughs> hey, hey, Shannon, he's huh. playing Bimbo's 365 in September. You want you want to go with me? I kind of want to go. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do it. Andrew WK is so fun. Yeah, God I saw it. him once, and it was at Warp Tour, and he was great. And it was, like, him wearing white shirt with the white jeans with the blood all over the shirt, yep. playing piano on stage, going ape shit. This guy's amazing. He lives for the party. That's all I know. Yeah, if you don't party hard, like, what what are you doing? And when it's time to party, we will party hard. <laughs> I have no doubt. You know my credentials. I... And his, <laughs> did you know his backup band is uh, the metal band Obituary? I did not. Yeah. So his band <laughs> is Obituary, but they're just Andrew WK's like house band. And they all dress up like they're fucking parrot heads, go on their way to uh, a Jimmy Buffett concert or something. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's, it's so good. Uh, fucking Andrew WK. What a national treasure. <laughs> Except so, yeah. if you put him in the Bethesda, cons- er, Bethesda press conference and then nobody knows who the fuck he is. Well, I mean, to be fair, Bethesda hardly knows who the hell is on their stage. <laughs> at <a Bethesda> <sighs> good times. Good times. Um. Yeah, so uh, if you find yourself in San Francisco, though, I highly recommend doing the um, little mini golf and food truck area that's over by Chase Center. It uh, it was a lot of fun. Took kids and hella food trucks. There were like 20 different kinds of food trucks there. It was crazy. Um, I ended up going for some like spicy pork garlic noodles. Uh, this mm-hmm. cart called Momo Noodle had. Fucking Fantastic. Exceptional. What's the bathroom sitch like that over there? Is so the, any... the, they actually have the like trailers that are proper bathrooms mm, that nice. have that have like it was hilarious. The sink fixtures in them were literally you could tell they took uh, I, I don't know, like they ransacked a 1980s development and took all their knobs. Because <laughs> it was like oh, those yeah. like those like crystal ones that have the oh, C yeah, and the yeah. H on top, you know, like that's that's what we're in this like trailers sinks and i'm sitting there like where the hell did you find this you know like yeah but uh yeah proper trailers proper bathrooms not just porta potties which is nice yeah that's so good like i mean i've you know yeah working in construction and doing all that stuff i am so done with porta potties like i just i need a good poop experience yeah i mean i'm squatting on the back nine (laughs) (laughs) i could poop anywhere don't get me wrong gonna be a biscuit in that ninth hole i wasn't going to accuse you otherwise just so you know <laughs> i was fine letting that one uh just kind of walk away like i was that was good shuffle you know, off if I'm, you will. I'm, 
you know, I, I enjoy having you hard pivot into like our news situations, whatever I could do to make it as, as far away from something that you can blend seamlessly. I'm going to do. Well, speaking of things that don't blend seamlessly together, let's talk <laughs> uh, strong arm robbery and Pokemon cards because <laughs> target has announced this week that they will no longer be selling Pokemon cards as well as uh, certain brands of sports cards. And I believe there was some other stuff. Uh, and, and that is because there has been a huge spike around NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, Pokemon cards. Um, big, big crimes. People are lining up early before Target's open so they can get their hands on these cards. Because, uh, because of the pandemic, no one can have hobbies anymore. It's all just side hustles. So everyone races to get these cards so they can immediately post them online to sell them, which is awful because people that have children like myself can no longer just get some fucking Pokemon cards for their kids. Um, it's a whole bunch of people that look like Justin in line. <laughs> trying to, trying to cards. Um, Damn. Um, well, because you're going to sell them. Well, you caught Justin like, so off guard. He didn't have a he know, didn't have a retort. I, hey, like, I mouth it, wow. It was because he wasn't even like I could tell he wasn't even like paying attention to what I was doing. So it's like so I had to just like snipe him from the side uh, real quick. I was paying to see the thing is you left off. So there's the Pokemon cards and the MLB. Notice Magic's not on that list, and that's because people who play Magic are too broke from playing Magic to afford guns <laughs> to rob other people who play Magic. Well, it's it's funny because so it's people that have been in line all day and then they come out of the store and they're just getting robbed, kind of like Shannon almost got robbed uh, after buying his PlayStation 2. But also, people are just straight up breaking into Targets and and similar stores to try to get these cards before they go on sale. And there's been a huge rash of robberies and everything, especially in the Bay Area. It's been a big problem. So Target's just like, you know what? We're done. We're just not going to sell them anymore. F off. Because you got you people are showing up buying these cards and immediately leaving and not buying anything else. It's not like you're making money um, off these people, so just piss off. However, you can still buy your cards at Walmart. Walmart was quick to say that, but uh, I just find it interesting. Like, what do, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Where essentially all of these hobbies have just been like critically monetized. Well. This has been a rough year for Pokemon in particular because, I mean, even – I want to say it was maybe uh, like four months ago. McDonald's mm -hmm. did that run with Pokemon cards in the um, Happy Meals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people were – wanted to collect those cards so bad that they were just buying Happy Meals left and right. People were buying like 100 Happy Meals. And you could not – there were locations where you could not get a Happy Meal for your kid and get some freaking – like a freaking toy for them – to keep them quiet for five minutes in the back of the car while you're driving somewhere. Like, you know, it's just, it was ridiculous. I mean, like, Pokemon collectors are starting to get such a bad rap for being, like, um, jerks. You know, just for, like, buying up as much as they can, bogarting it. It's like the pandemic toilet paper and gasoline buyers. Like, you guys just chill. Chill for a minute. Let other people get their goodies in. Like, if you want these cards, do what everybody else does. Pay for them online or, like, you know, buy them and hope that you're lucky enough to get the ones that you want. Um, it just kind of sucks that, like, people just go to that shitty, shitty place where, like, they got to steal from other people or, you know, 
jack other people for you know mm-hmm. cards it's i don't know there's more important things in this world like being a jerk just stop it justin you're the collector what is your what is i, I know you're pro jacking people in the parking lot for their cards i mean <laughs> if they didn't want to get robbed just i'm just kidding but no Very good. It, it is <laughs> It is shitty, and it's one of those things where I I have a feeling that, like, they're doing this now, but I feel like over time, either A, they'll start selling them again in the stores once things kind of calm down, or B, they'll move to A, where you can't basically do a PS5 thing where you can't buy it in the store. It's an online-only item, like when it's in stock, whatever, sure. you can try and add it to your cart and buy it, but that way they won't have issues in the store um dealing with stuff like that but it's one of those things where it's just this year this year and you know last year it wasn't just pokemon you know i mean we've had issues with the ps5 xbox the hello kitty animal crossing amiibo cards which are literally six dollars people were buying all of those up and like now you could get them on ebay for like eighty dollars a hundred dollars for what was originally a six dollar pack of cards and people are taking pictures in their car, holding, like, 30 of them with, like, the Target bag yeah. in the background and stuff. Like, they just got to the car, and they're already posting it on OfferUp and shit for fucking 12 times what they paid for it. Well, it's also, you know, video cards, processors, yeah, yeah, webcams. The, yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, this year, you know, taught us the scarcity of technology, you know, depends on, you know, China and Japan and what they're able to process, and... You know, if they get hit with a pandemic just as bad as we do, like, you're not getting those graphics cards, you're not getting those PlayStation 5s or Xboxes, mm-hmm. you're not getting any of those technological devices that you need. Um, you know, it's just a bummer. Um, but, you know, uh, get yourself into a different hobby. If you, Like, cards isn't a thing. Like, you know, I don't know. Try whittling wood. Yeah. Try <laughs> 3D printing furniture. <laughs> Which which you then laminate or varnish or whatever the hell Shannon was doing lacquer. No, what was it? What were you doing, Shannon? Dude, it's uh, Jesus Christ! It like it was a resin epoxy mix. A resin pouring. That's it. Yeah, yeah. resin pouring. I, I forgot the term. I wasn't talking Fuck, shit. I was Don't downplay my shit. <laughs> I mean, I did that last week, but <laughs> yeah, you I, did. You poo pooed all over it. You just yucked my yum, like just straight up, mm. like. Rained on my parade. Oh, I'm sure you're going to be doing those awesome, looks like the ocean is pouring over this table thing in no time. I think it'll be great. It'll be good. <laughs> I, I, the sarcasm is dripping <laughs> off of you, wow. off of your microphone, sir. Don't worry. I've got pills for that. Um, the, uh, the, the thing I think about this whole situation is it, it was like a perfect storm, right? Where people are stuck at home with no real outlet other than their computer screen and they're losing jobs. People need money. And it's become this thing where it's relatively easy to just sit at a computer all day. If that's the only thing you got going on and snapping up whatever you can find and flipping it. Yeah. That's how you're making your money. That's how you're doing it. And, but you know, this becomes an addictive thing and it grows and people see how easy it is to make money doing this. And so now they're, they're on it and then it's become, it becomes the job now. It's not a side hustle anymore. It's the hustle. And 
you know, if you got a girlfriend though and you lost your job, just set up an OnlyFans page. Do some weird stuff. I mean, dude, a lot of people did. <laughs> OnlyFans grew by leaps and bounds over the pandemic. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, when when the kids weren't in school anymore, teachers were like, "I can make how much?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't oh, trust yeah. me. I read I read some of those articles where the teachers that worked in the Catholic schools were getting losing their jobs because they were. Like, you know, people were like other teacher or other people's parents were finding their OnlyFans page, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and yeah. how are they looking for it? You know, I know that's exactly. what I'm saying. It's like the Karens of the world were getting mad because the uh, Kevins of the world were looking at like, you know, Miss Henderson. Kevin, Kevin just wanted to see some feet. You know, this is how it starts. <laughs> like, I just want to see some feet pics. Like, yeah, she lost her job, but you bet your ass every month. Six dollars is coming out of Kevin's account. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to feed and clothe some kids. What are we doing over here? Like, you know, yeah, those those expo markers don't pay for themselves. No, they they certainly do not. Um, but no, I think I think and I think this is all now that the world is opening back up. You're seeing kind of, kind of a a weird comeback to the mean with all this stuff. Like people. People are like, oh, I can just go to the store and get all this stuff now. I'll wait in line like we used to back in the day. I'll wait in line. I'll get my stuff. But it's not like these people have also gone back to work. And there's a whole other group of people that are like, oh, I'll let them do all the work. And then I'll just go take that shit. Like, I'll also get back out in this world and just take it from these people that are choosing to go back out in the world. And it's it's a weird thing. I don't necessarily know if just like pulling everything off the shelves is the right answer. But at the same time, I mean, what's, what's a store like target supposed to do? Well, it's like crazy to think that it's like you go back like two years ago, people were looting targets and busting the windows out on them and stuff. And now they're actually waiting for people to buy the stuff and leave the store to then take the merchandise. Yes. Well, they've refined their, their, their thievery process. But I mean like those cards, I mean, I, it, I'm surprised that like, robbery outside the store is such a huge mm-hmm. deal because most of the targets that I've been to, those cards are right up in front, like seriously yeah. right by the door. All you have to do is walk in, pretend like you're going to the Starbucks, like Taco Bell thing over in the corner, like walk over to the cards, grab the cards and then just book it out the door. Uh, you know, and it's not like people are going to put like one of those, uh, little like RFID strips on the back that make the buzzer go off when you leave the door. Cause like you'd have to do that on 50 packs. It's probably going to be super expensive. So the cards are just sitting there anyway. Just like, don't, don't like, you know, steal from other people, just steal from the store. If you're going to steal, <laughs> I mean, or, that's or, just... or how about don't steal? Yeah. I'll throw I mean, like yeah. A true criminal. Shannon's like, I mean, if you yeah. want to steal, just go in the store and steal. I, yeah, I'm just, I I'm do just it talk, all the time. You know, I mean, look, they're going to steal anyway. They're not going to listen to me. But I'm just saying, if you're going to steal, don't steal from somebody who's worked hard to get their shit. Like, you know, just steal from the company that's got billions of dollars and is going to write it off as a loss anyway. But also, you know, 90% of the people that are buying this shit are scalpers. So I'm kind of in the mood set of like, well, fuck them. But I don't know. Like, which is probably not right. That's probably another good thing that I'm thinking. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, someone robbed you. You were planning to rob someone else when you sold that pack you bought for <laughs> three bucks for 15. Like, fuck off. You know, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> so it's like you're standing out in front of like, let's say Hat Club theoretically had a store. And you're like, you were standing outside and you were just like, yeah, I want that A's, that retro A's cap right there. And somebody mm-hmm. else is like buying them all up. 
You ain't going to jack that person in the parking lot. You'd be like, oh, shucks. I'm just going to go back home. <laughs> 42 year old me, father of two. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Cause it's a $50 hat and ain't nothing that serious. 25 year old me. <laughs> me and someone might be having a conversation in the parking lot. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, everything's relative, I suppose. But um, speaking of thievery and things of that nature, let's talk about Star Wars, if we can, because that's a franchise that's been stealing money for about a decade now. Um, I I wanted to bring this up because I uh, we we had a conversation off the air last week that I thought would be a good one to bring on the air. And it was discussing Bad Batch, and if anyone watched it, no one had. And also, was anyone planning on watching it? No one was planning on watching it. And the <laughs> uh, and that seemed really weird to me. I'm like, oh, it's it's the new Star Wars property, and I don't care. Justin didn't care. Shannon, who was my ringer for this, who I'm like, oh, if anyone is going to jump in on Star Wars, it's going to be Shannon. Nope, 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 nope. And I found that really weird. And then the more I thought about it, I was just like, you know, so I think it was Super Bowl 2018 or something was the first trailer they had for Rise of the Skywalker. And it was that whole thing where where Ray is sitting there and then you see the TIE fighter coming up behind her and she turns on the lightsabers and then the music swells and she flips backwards and like lands on it. And, and it looks badass. And I was so hyped for that movie. I loved uh, episode eight. I thought it was really good. I know it was controversial. I really enjoyed it. Um, even though in retrospect, nothing fucking happens during that movie, but st- we can, not, we can pick it apart later. Um, okay, just one thing about that movie. Remember in Inception where all this shit starts happening and everything's going crazy and then every once in a while it just cuts back to the van falling off the bridge? Mm-hmm. And, and by like the third time they do it, it gets just kind of funny. Where it's like, oh, yeah, fuck, this man's still falling. That's hilarious. <laughs> just saw this room, like, flip 360. They're in the snow in a Call of Duty level, and yet this van is still falling. Oh, no, that's good. Jedi kind of does that, where every once in a while, it just shows you the big pull-out shot of space, and the cruiser's still just shooting at the ship <laughs> in the background. And it's like, oh, it's just... It's like they're literally just firing at this thing, waiting for it to run out of fuel. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. But, like, anyway, sorry. I said to get that off the chest. Um, so, circling back, I'm super hyped for episode nine when I see that tr- teaser trailer. I see the first full trailer. I'm in. I'm on board. The Emperor's back. This is going to be badass. The movie gets released. I don't see it. A couple months go by. I still haven't seen it. It hits streaming services. I've never watched it. I kind of don't feel like I'm missing anything. You aren't. Uh, I mean, you didn't watch it. No, I've never seen it. Oh man, I've never seen it. And I kind of, and I kind of don't care. 
and I think it's weird. Like, I was really hyped for it. But by the time it came out, I totally stopped giving a shit. And I've, I haven't watched, like, Clone Wars. I didn't see the finish, finish of Clone Wars. I don't really care. Like, it just, Star Wars as a property lost me. And I don't get it. Like, I, I, I can't really wrap my head around. I can't find the moment where it's not like one thing happened and I was like, ah, fuck this franchise, I'm done. It, it was just kind of like I grew out of it, I guess. I don't know. Like, but I found it interesting that all of us don't really care about Bad Batch. And I think that I liked Mandalorian because it didn't really fit like the Jedi shit. It was more like a space Western, which I kind of dug. And if anything, the end of the last season kind of bummed me out. I don't know if I won't go into spoiler territory, but when that character shows up, I was kind of almost like, ah, really? (laughs) You know, like that was probably the thing I loved about it is it didn't involve any of those fuckers. Like, you know, it was just like, we're, we're out on our own here with Grogu and, and Din or whatever the hell his name was. But uh, so I guess I wanted to hear from you guys, like, why why don't you care about Bad Batch or, or any of the upcoming properties? Like, what what happened to you guys? Justin, why don't you go first? Yeah. Um, so I kind of <clears throat> it's one of those things where, like, so when Seven came out, like, I loved um, Force Awakens. And then it was like after Force Awakens, it was just like. You know, mm-hmm. it was like the floodgates for Star Wars shit had just like opened again. Sure. And then when Episode Eight came out, like uh, I didn't go see it in theaters. I downloaded a cam of it. And <laughs> what is with you in the cams? Because like, <laughs> it's like I didn't give a shit enough to like. It's like uh-huh. I wanted to see it, but it's like I didn't. I was like, I'm whatever. Like I don't care if it's like DVD quality or not. Like whatever. And I watched it. And, dude, it's, like, as soon as the scene of Leia flying through space using the Force, that, that yeah. lost me. That yeah. was the moment where I was, like, are you fucking serious? And I'm just sitting there in the living room. I was just, like, at that point, I couldn't even take it serious anymore. And I was just, like, all right. And then... Um, so, for I, you, you could almost point to, like, that moment. And be yeah. like, that's where it lost me. Yeah, I mean, really, it's one of those things where it's, like, you know, I I really did like you know the original trilogy and then now it's like now that there's the disney trilogy it kind of makes like the prequel trilogy better in my eyes like i appreciate the prequel trilogy well so i appreciate the prequel trilogy at least episode one i appreciate episode one more than i previously did prior because it's like you know when you have a pool of only like six movies movies. or whatever Yeah, yeah yeah Then, but then now that the pool's up to nine movies, it's like, all right, like, like, you know, after the last two, I was like, I would rather watch episode one over episode eight or nine any day. I'm not with you with eight. I actually really liked eight. Because I like the idea that apparently they completely then shit all over was that, no, you don't need to be special. You don't need to be part of this, like, crazy genetic line to be one of these Jedi master people, like the, the stable dude at the horse race track, like had the force. And I thought that was rad. You know, I was like, okay, like, I think it's awesome that Ray 
like, because that was the huge thing after episode seven was like, who's Ray's parents? Like, who's she going to be related to? Who's, you know, how's this all going to go down? When episode eight ends with like, her parents were a bunch of fucking drunks that sold her for parts. Like, that's that's all her parents were. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's like, I mean, shitty for Ray, obviously. <laughs> but that's awesome as like fandom goes where it's like, yeah, like anyone can be this. And that that's like, I thought that was a great like superhero origin story for this. Um and what really pissed me off, too, was what they basically did to Finn's character in the trilogy. Yeah. Like, Seven, I really liked Finn. I thought it was really interesting. I'm like, black kid, like, stormtrooper, mm-hmm. turns good. I'm like, I love that. Then episode eight comes around. I was like, like I was like, I don't really give a shit about Ray. Like, it's cool. She's becoming a Jedi. But I was like, I want to see, like, where Finn goes. He does yeah. fucking nothing in eight. And then they yeah. retcon all the shit, even the little bit of stuff he did in eight. They like completely retcon basically in nine, and we're just like, now nah, fuck. And then he doesn't do anything again. And I'm just like, dude, you wasted. You had so much potential with this like concept, and you wasted it. Well, they the totally set they totally Game set of- him up to be the Han Solo of this yeah. trilogy. And, and then yeah, it didn't. And then like the chick from Game of Thrones, <clears throat> they set her up to be a badass. She did nothing mm-hmm. either. I'm like, they set up all these characters, and then they did fucking nothing with them. And I'm just, that was the most disappointing thing in my eyes. What so, about you, so, Yeah, we have Leia flying through space is the moment that lost Justin. Uh, Shannon, when you unmute your mic, could you tell us if there was a <laughs> uh, moment that lost you in the process? Uh, I mean, the, I think it was... I watched episode, what, seven, and I was like, this kind of reminds me of just the original Star Wars, Mm -hmm. just with a fresh coat of paint. Well, that's how I refer to episode seven. It's a greatest hits collection Mm -hmm. of the original trilogy. Like, it literally, it's all there. The trench run. Yeah, it hits hits all the nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything that you want in a movie, like, for a Star Wars movie that you were craving, um, like to to go back to you wanted it to go back to its original roots like they did it in that in episode seven and i was on board for that i love that movie it was great like the whole like um millennium falcon chase scene through the battle cruiser in the desert okay. like that okay. whole sequence was dope like i was on board goosebumps um episode eight comes out and you know i'm just like okay i see this is kind of like the same ebb and flow like the first movie was like a return and and like a new hope like you know let's get um like the jedi back in this Mm -hmm. um you know episode eight was more dark and you know the the empire started to get like a leg up on the rebels and like the rebels it kind of started to look more like dour for them kind of like in the original and then the third one i was like okay here they go they're gonna like rebrand everything and it's gonna be like a new set of heroes but if they want to if they didn't make their money back on buying this franchise already they're gonna start like a whole new string of you know mass marketing based off of these characters but um like justin was saying the characters you wanted to see like the you know the chick from game of thrones in that badass like chrome like stormtrooper outfit she gets blown the fuck up in that one and you're just like okay well i guess that chick's not coming back um like finn like he's like who knows where like poe like all these characters that you care about and are like in some way shape or form like cool and refreshing or bring something new to the series they're they're underutilized um and it 
just kind of frustrated me. Also, you need to watch episode nine because um, Ray's uh, lineage is talked about at the end, mm-hmm. and it is a fucking stupid ass reveal. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so it kind of it kind of takes away that um, anybody can be a Jedi kind of thing, like that you were talking about. Um, that everybody, that every yeah. man kind of like feel they totally fucked that up. So. Um, you know, with the with the new ones, like I wasn't even excited to see the last one from the get go. Um, you know, even after seeing the trailer, I was like, you know, they did such a bad job with eight, like in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was such a toxic environment around like the the Star Wars community and their beef with some of the actors and actresses in the, in the show, which I thought was unfounded. Um, yeah kind of just ruined the whole experience. But, like, my hatred for Star Wars has always gone back to the um, original movies that they, you know, ed- episodes one, two, and three. Um, like, that, like, Darth Maul, everything about, like, that whole uh, um, movie series was just gross to me. Like, it just ruined well, my whole Star Wars experience. And see, see, Justin, you're just, like, a little too young, but you don't really understand how big episode one was like, as far as the lead up and the hype and it hitting and how crushing it was in the movie theater when you realized it was bad. Like it was, it was brutal. Like people left that theater looking shell shocked. Like they could not believe what they just saw that this was the movie they had been some people literally waiting their entire waking lives for. And you get nothing but awful racist caricatures and pretty bad dialogue. One good fight scene and roll credits. And it's like, what? That was it. That's what I've been waiting all this time for. Not even one good fight scene. It was a fight scene with a villain that peep that they pumped up to be like the yeah. villain, the yeah. bad guy. And he, dude's cut in half and thrown down a vent shaft and like is no no longer an issue for the rest of the series. <laughs> well, okay. I've I've done this rant before, but we I feel like I need to revisit. Let's talk about the duel of fates, quote unquote, quote unquote duel of fates, <laughs> right? We all saw the shot in the trailer, the dual-bladed lightsaber, right? You're you're waiting waist-high in shit through this movie, dealing with fucking Gungans <laughs> and, like, you know, awful Asian caricatures and Zipolba, who's totally not a Middle Eastern caricature <laughs> of race. I don't know. Anyway, you're dealing with all this, right? But you have that ray of hope. This is coming. I've seen the trailer. I know the shot. This is cut. This fight is going to happen. You get it. You get Obi-Wan. You get Qui-Gon. The dual lightsaber hits and you're in the theater. like, fuck, finally, here's the, here's how they saved the movie. Okay, here we go. What follows? Pretty decent lightsaber battle. Ray Park knows his cinematography or knows his fighting choreography. I should say shot pretty well. It's moving right along. Qui-Gon gets it. You're like, holy shit. I didn't see that coming. All right. This is going to be rad. And it's all set up. Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul. And here's here's the big fight. Obi-Wan gets his fucking ass kicked. He's hanging by a thread in this in this pipe, right? And here's how the fucking fight. This guy, 
<laughs> badass. You know, face tats, dual bladed lightsaber, just killed a Jedi Master, is about to take out his apprentice easily. Like, hardly breaking a sweat. Like, he's badass. And this is how the fucking fight ends. Obi-Wan shoots himself out of the tube, fucking somehow. Let's say the Force. It's Star Wars. I don't know. And rather than this guy, who, I repeat, just killed a fucking Jedi Master, instead of doing something like, I don't know, putting his fucking lightsaber straight up in the air <laughs> to cut Obi-Wan in half as he's flipping over him, uh, turning around and swiping, also cutting Obi-Wan in half as he's fucking landing, um, catching his goddamn lightsaber out of the air as it whizzes by his fucking face. No. What does, what does this guy, this badass do? Slowly turns around the opposite <laughs> direction. And gets cut and fucking. And it's like, <laughs> no, this is not how this guy dies. Like, I'm sorry. I do not buy it. Ruins the whole fight. That was that was pretty good. Ruins it. Like, just tosses the whole thing in the trash. And, and effectively, they kill off the only redeeming character out of the whole thing. The two. You lose Qui-Gon, you lose Darth Maul. You lose me for the rest of the trilogy. Essentially, <laughs> is what just happened. Because I'll tell you right now. Darth Maul... Fucking Count Dooku. Let's go with that name. Good call, Lucas. And uh, General Grievous should have just been one character. That should have just been Darth Maul throughout the whole thing. Like, you did not need the other two. Yeah, or get rid of Darth Maul and just make it General Grievous. Like, General Grievous yeah. is, like, probably one of my favorite villains uh, in the Star Wars series. And I would have liked to see him more. I just felt like he was filler. Or series. you could have had Darth Maul slowly turn into Grievous, like losing pieces of his body the whole way and, you know, fight after fight. And he's but he's killing Jedi and he's slowly turning himself into Grievous a, a la Darth Vader. There would have been a nice parallel there. Like, I mean, they did that in the Clone Wars, though. I mean, like they revived Darth Maul and like his whole lower body is just basically animatronics. Like they found him. They were able to save him. Like, the you know, he used some type of force meditation to stay alive longer than he could have. Like, whatever. Well, yeah, because, because, yeah, Metachlorians <laughs> cauterized all his wounds. They, they they realized, oh, wait, that was the best character. Let's just use that guy. Yeah, let's make up some bullshit to bring him back. An episode later, no one's going to care anyway. Go. Y you know, and, and so they did. But, oh, oh. Episode I mean, that's one. I think that's why you got to watch episode nine, too, because, like, it, they just do the most bullshit things with the Jedi. It's like, they give them, like, these powers that let them get out of like this one brand specific like problem like with obi-wan he was hanging on the vent so all of a sudden he can mm -hmm. like force push himself like up through the air in like episode nine i don't uh, do you care like if i give spoilers or not no, absolutely not i'm, pr so I'm still never gonna watch it so, it's fine. so episode nine um ray gets stabbed mm -hmm. she's dying um and then uh it was a stabbed or shocked i don't, I don't remember um <laughs> but Wounded. Wound, wounded. She's she dead. It doesn't matter. She dead. Um, and uh, Kylo, like, goes over, uses his Force powers to bring her back to life by siphoning some of his life force away from himself over to Rey. I'm sitting there the whole time. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, Qui-Gon's up there somewhere looking at, like, 
Obi-Wan saying, yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, was, I had a hole in my chest, a small hole in my chest. You could have fixed me. You didn't. <laughs> like, bro, you're just going to let me hang out as a blue ghost for all eternity? Like, homie. Like, jeez. Damn. Thought we were but boys, yeah. Obi. I mean, but that's the other thing, too, is like the the – the choreography like in eight like if you watch the the lightsaber battle where kylo ren and ray are fighting together um against the imperial guard yeah uh you see that the imperial guard clearly has two swords and is going to stab ray uh and they edit it out (laughs) because they're like oh yeah she's dead here like there's no way we can change this the scene Mm. like he's got a lightsaber in his hand we'll just edit that one out (laughs) so I mean, it's just, you know, they had a good, like, one. they had a good run, um, you know, in the 80s with those movies. I don't think they should have gone back and done um, the prequel trilogy. Um, you know, I think that put a sour taste in my mouth. And then, you know, I was stoked when Seven came out. But then they did, like, Rogue One. And then yeah. they did the Han Solo movie. And then they did, they were, you know, they were going to do a couple other movies, like standalone movies, that they pulled mm-hmm. back from. Um, and right, I think that Solo, Solo tanked hard, yeah. and I think they were like, "Oh no, oh no, the world has turned on us when it comes to Star Wars." Yeah, people want to see Star Wars. They don't want to see like the supporting characters. They want to see the Jedi's. They don't want to see the people acting normal. Um, you know, you, there. I think there is some people want to see some unique quality if they go to see a Star Wars movie. Like, you know, they need to see the, you know the the bounty hunters and they don't want to see a smuggler like you know han solo i think uh you know he was his character is enigmatic and like you know quirky and you know he has a cool companion um you know but i don't think there's any other character that you really want to see more of yeah i'm I'm, well and and they fall they fell in this trap of like every movie now has to have something that explains in detail some throwaway line from before from another mm-hmm. movie and it's like no we you don't need to do that just tell I some think new that's stories thing, is it's so big right and it's got such canon like people are running mm-hmm. books i mean this series has been around for like what 40 years like yeah. so it's got you know it's got books it's got tv shows it's got the movies it's got a whole litany of other things a christmas special that everybody hates but it's still canon like everybody you know, it, there's so much in it, and there's so many people that have devoted their lives to reading every little nook and cranny about it. Like, I'm glad that Disney came out when they bought the franchise and said, everything before we bought it is no longer canon. Everything mm-hmm. is just, like, you know, people's interpretation. We're running with our own story. But the bummer is, is they went back to make it 7, 8, and 9. They should have just made it, like, a brand new Star Wars, totally yeah. rebranded it, not even had it, like, tied into the old franchise and just gone with it. Um, you know, I think at the time they were doing so well with Avengers that they felt that they had to do the same thing in a Star Wars universe. Like, they had to have a cohesive story and they had to have something. And they already had something established, so they just tried to add on to that. But you have these people, you have these directors that are so far up, like, you know, Disney's butt – and want to do everything that Disney says, because if Disney doesn't get what they want, they just fire you. Um, you know, and they had their J.J. Abrams like had his way that he wanted to do things. And I liked that first movie. I liked the practical application for a lot of the effects, like, you know, how they built like a full size mm-hmm. replica like Millennium Falcon. And they had other things that people were interacting with. So it made it more realistic. Um, but, you know, then he I don't know why he left. 
you know, for the second one and came back for the third one. But, you know, there, there's just if you. Well, that was because so Ryan, Ryan Johnson did number eight and people, you know, the Internet effectively threw up all over itself when when that movie came out. And they were like, oh, God, we need to go back to the well. Seven did great numbers. Bring him back, you know, and and I think that's what happened. But then all he did was throw out everything Ryan Johnson did in the mm-hmm. process. Yeah. So. How can I fix this? I don't know. Just throw it out. Put it in the trash can. That yeah. movie never happened. Yeah. We'll just move on. And yeah, it was just a mess. Just a mess. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, 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 yeah that, was, just... that was a long segment to say, I, I, God damn, I don't care about Bad Batch. <laughs> I don't. Like, And it could be awesome. I, I feel like maybe I'm missing something, but I also don't feel like I need to give it any attention. I made it through one episode, and I, that's all I'm willing to give it. I think, like, it just yeah. it didn't it didn't grab me. I don't know. Are, are you feeling any FOMO, Justin, about Dude, the upcoming I, Bad Batch and all that stuff? One, like, until last week, one, I didn't even know Bad Batch was even out mm-hmm. until it was brought up on the like. I've heard literal no one talk about it, good or bad online and which I have is friends, weird right yeah which is and really like, weird i have friends who are like diehard star wars fans and i haven't heard them say shit about it so like to me i'm like that's the tell-all for me if i haven't heard about it like from our twitter own, or something our own robert Steltonpole has not mentioned word one about it and he is mr star wars exactly that's okay yeah. we probably like killed him with all of our star wars bashing <laughs> he probably hasn't even made it to this part of the show um, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know. How long do you think Star Wars kind of needs to take a break from like mainstream media before it becomes something that people want to see again? Cause I think you're, I think you're right. I think the market is saturated with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know like how long of a hiatus do you think that people have to kind of get from it before they want more of it? I'm, I think for mainstream movies, it's going to be a while. I, I I can see it existing as like a Disney Plus franchise for a while. Little offshoot shows, Mandalorian type stuff here and there. Enough to kind of like keep the fan base involved. But I think if they do, if they go back to full movies, it like to, to your point, it needs to be a complete new cast, new everything, like new story, get away from Skywalkers entirely, you know, and just try something else because I, I think that story has been told more than once. And, and I can't, I, I, I know I'm not alone. I think people just don't care anymore. And that's, that's the thing where I have a little more faith with like the Marvel stuff because going on, from you know the the infinity saga and all that it looks like they're going to go in a whole new direction with new people new teams you know you're not we're not trotting out you know captain america and iron man anymore it's going to be brand new characters with their own origins and stories and all that stuff and i think that is a better way to keep people like me interested because I'll I'll be honest, as much as I loved the Infinity Saga stuff, if we were now getting Iron Man four, Captain America four, and all that, I'd I'd probably start to clock out. You know, I I would. Yeah, I mean, 
other than Iron Man one though, like the other Iron Man movies were not good. So I can understand sure. like why you were like you know sure. out on that. Um, sure. You know, Captain America was probably going to start becoming more of like a Mission Impossible kind of thing. Um, mm. You know, uh, I mean, you're getting a Thor four, right? So, but it I mean, seems like Thor in that movie is going to be Jane Foster, not Chris Hemsworth. So. Again, yeah, you're getting another Thor movie, but I think it's going to be a different character. Not not just more Chris Hemsworth, which, again, would probably be okay for another movie, maybe two. But eventually it's like, we've seen this. We've done this. I, I need something else. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see where they go. But I'm, I'm kind of with you that I think Star Wars needs like a major reboot in a sense. For for people like me, anyway. I, obviously, lots of people out there still love Star Wars. It's fine. Like I'm sure they're still making money. I'm sure it's okay. But some somewhere along the way, I just it lost me. It 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 took a left, and I didn't follow. You know. I mean, I'll tell you, like when the Disney Resort has that Star Wars experience open up, like mm-hmm. I'm down for that. Like having a fully like functioning like retractable lightsaber that you can carry around with you and like you know whack people with. I mean, even though it's only for two days, like I would do it. Uh, it like you know, it, that's something that I'll do. But like, as far as watching it on the big screen, I think they've run out of ideas, and I think they yeah. just need to go, give it some time to breathe, stop like mass producing all of this shit, and just give me a quality product in seven years. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, kind of flush out the universe, flush out the characters. If you're going to do like a multi-series thing, like let's make sure we have a good um, storyline that we're following instead of just trying to rehash the same stuff and the same nostalgic feelings, you know, in your fan base. Um, You know, because the thing that scares me, right, is that you talk to somebody who was born in like to like the early 2000s, which is scary to do in general. But you talk (laughs) to them about Star Wars like they start with one, two, and three, and they're like, yeah. these movies weren't that bad, or like they were my favorite. I was like, what are you talking about? These movies are garbage. Um, it's well, scary. and there's and there's the big thing. You want to know the big secret about Star Wars? Star Wars movies were made for kids, and the first three you loved because you were a kid. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Like I went back in that first movie, like the the original movie is slow as fuck. Like I don't even know as a kid how I made it through that movie. Like. I wanted to go get some power converters. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that first movie. That first movie gets put up on a pedestal uh, that I don't necessarily know if it belongs on. You know, it's it, it's it's like my old line with the Indiana Jones movies where everyone's like, oh, Crystal Skull is fucking garbage. And it is. But you know what also was? The Temple of Doom. You know why it isn't as bad? Because you were fucking 10 and it ruled to see a monkey get its brains eaten. Like that's, you know, <laughs> like that's that's why. Like, but Temple of Doom is hot trash. You know, like it is fucking garbage on so many levels. But, but hey, Crystal Skull was fucking an abomination. Yeah, because you were 35, bro. Like <laughs> that's why it sucked. And you were able to watch it as a 35 year old man, not as a 10 year old kid. You know, like I'm sorry. These are this is how it happens. Well, I mean, they also kind of brought it down to aliens, which is kind of not what you want out of an artifact hunter, right? I mean, aliens. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but the, uh, I mean, they've proven Indiana Jones is at his best when he's fighting Nazis over Catholic relics. You know, that's, that's when it works the best. But, uh, again, you know, I don't, Temple of Doom was a rock with three scratches in it. It's like, come on, bro. That was our crazy artifact. Like, okay, sure. It's, it's, you're, you're right. It's so much better than Crystal Skull. Amazing. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm just digressing now. I mean, so. you've sent me down a deep, dark rabbit hole in my head uh, because now I'm, I'm just like, oh, relics. Like, it's best when Indiana Jones is punching Nazis. Now we got QAnon and we got like a modern day, like, you know, like hate group. You're just like, yes, bring him back. Like, bring, just have him beat up a whole bunch of QAnon people. Like, what is yeah. their artifact? I don't know. Is it going to be like that fur dude's like helmet, like that he was wearing when he, they stormed <laughs> the like the helmet? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the it's buffalo a, headdress. It's the podium <laughs> that he stole. <laughs> yeah, like, Nancy oh, dude, you can have so much fun with this. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's lectern. That's like the ancient <laughs> artifact we're rescuing. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, it's goddamn. That's awesome. Good. Um, but yes, uh, I guess we should move off from our convention session here. And uh, why don't we go and do some positives, a little what we have been playing. And uh, I was finally able to sit down and play some Resident Evil Village. I got about eh, probably about two hours under my belt. And um so I got into the castle. If I, I'm going to do some light spoiler stuff here, so uh, maybe skip past me if you haven't uh, played the opening of Resident Evil Village and you want to. Um, they drop you right into the shit in that game. Like, holy crap. Like, it it starts, you're Ethan, you're, you're back with your wife. She does not want to talk about the events of Seven in any way, shape, or form. You now have a daughter beautiful baby girl named Rose. Um, she goes real bad about two minutes into the start of that game. Um, so and can I, can I stop you for a minute? Like did, didn't Ethan's wife die in seven? No. So she gets, you both get rescued by Chris Redfield right at the end. And the little summary is like, Oh, and you were both cured. But that's all they say, you know, like, Oh, and Red Redfield was able to cure you guys. Moving on. Events happen. Uh, I'll just say your wife leaves you. Uh, your daughter gets taken. And you begin to piece together in the first five minutes that maybe there's something up with you and your daughter and your wife more than you were led to believe after the end of seven is happening to you. Um, you get thrown into a car, car wrecks or a van, the van wrecks. You're on, you trudge through the snow onto the outskirts of this village. Things are certainly amiss right away. And you find yourself under the attack of lichen, which are basically werewolf type creatures. Um, that game does not do a good job of, of telling you to run. Like it essentially, you start getting attacked and it's like, oh, this is how you barricade doors. Here's a gun. Here's all this stuff. And then you start fighting. You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to fight these lichen. And you get your ass handed to you. Like, oh my God, these things do not die. I'm popping lichen in the head. 
like four shots in a row and they do not go down. And you're like, what? I don't, I don't know what to do. And now there's like seven of them and they're all on you and you're getting ripped apart now. Okay, great. I've got a knife. Like, yeah, let me just poke this, you know, giant gummy bear with a knife over and over again. Look, nothing's happening, but I'm dying. Um, so it took me a while to figure out that you're not supposed to fight them. You're supposed to run. That is what you're supposed to do. And, uh, run and barricade. And then when they break through, you run some more and barricade again. And when they break through, you run some more and you barricade again. You are essentially gathering resources during that time. And you're not supposed to use them. You are supposed to run. Um, it is very intense. It is, it, there are some good jump scare moments of involving the lichen. Uh, there's one moment where you come out of a house that you survive a, a siege in. And there's two of them just like hanging out on a roof of a house in front of you that you there's only one path and it's to that house and you sit there for about two minutes like i don't i don't um, how do i get in this house i don't uh, i mean the door's right there those two like it are right there though I, this seems like it's gonna go real bad uh so you sprint in the house and barricade the door uh that golden rule get inside barricade the door that's what you need to do over and over again uh, and in that regard, it is a good tutorial for that because that is how you survive. But uh, you eventually work your way through the first part of the village and come to a big gate where you get pinned down and a huge lichen with a hammer shows up. But then all of a sudden they all get called away and you're left by yourself. And now you're trudging through. And, th and then this is where the game starts to open up because now... There are no lichen. You're able to explore. You're able to do some puzzles. You're able to put some stuff together. And that's where this game in particular really shines. It's like the combat is, it's fun. It's frenetic. Um, but it's also kind of, res it's, it's like seven. You know, it, it goes, when things get too close, it's hard to tell where things are. It's hard to tell where you're aiming. It's hard to tell what you're shooting. Um, but the exploration of of it and how it goes down is is really fun and like solving puzzles and they did a great job at making this village creepy as shit. Like it is, you just have the feeling that like death is around every corner and you do not walk into any room feeling comfortable, even rooms you've already explored. You're like, okay, this, I just feel like this is going to go down. So you do a little more puzzle solving and now I'm into the castle and, uh, and I've just met our, our host Gigantis and her daughters. And that's where I stopped. But, uh, dude, this game is hella fun. Like it's, it, it's one of those, once you get past once, not the Royal, you once I got past that initial frustration of the lichen encounters and realized what I'm supposed to do and how to play the first part of the game, it got a lot more entertaining for me. Like I was able to kind of drop the frustration and be like, Oh, okay. I was just, and I hate this phrase, but I was playing it wrong. And, and once I figured out the correct way they wanted me to play this, it, it really opened up for me and it it's dude, it's awesome. I can't wait to, I like, I kind of can't wait to get back. Um, I'm playing it on the series X. It looks freaking stunning. Like it, that, that first shot when you go in the snow and the light behind you and your shadow is on the snow and you're trudging through and you got the, 
the Dolby sound and it's, you know, snow is crunching under your feet and the light is cutting in and out and your shadows going across the snow. It's like, I, I totally foresee moments where your shadow is going to be there. The light's going to flicker and some other shadow is going to be there with yours in the future. Cause it looks that dynamic and it moves that well. Um, I could see that being completely effective, but uh, yeah, man, it, Oof. Justin, you want to speak on this a little bit? Resident Evil 8, it's, it's freaking nice. Like, it's really good so yeah, far. It is. Uh, have you been playing with the 3D audio? Uh, I have not done headphones yet, no. Okay. I haven't tried it yet, yeah. But yeah, no, because like, that's like one of the things I think I like about it the most, is like the sound. They, they use sound design so well in the mm-hmm. game. And build, and that's what pisses me off, too, is they've done, like, there's multiple areas, like, you'll realize in the castle, but there's areas, like, even, like, after you've cleared out certain areas, the tense music still sticks. Yeah. So, yeah. It, like, even though I'm like, dude, I already did this, it's like, it still puts me on edge, because I'm like, I know nothing's coming out, but my body, like, instinctually is just tightening up, being mm-hmm. like, oh, dude, that music. Oh, and I think you mentioned this last week, but I love how they set up that it's going to be like four and you're going to have like to take care of this girl around. Like, he's like, we'll get you set up in the safe house and blah, blah, blah. And then it's just, Nope, she's gone. Yeah. It's going to be four. And then it's like, yeah. JK. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. By the way, man, does anyone get abused more than Ethan? Like, holy uh, crap. He doesn't get abused, but you bet his hands do. (laughs) The game, your first encounter with Lycan, your hand gets bit in half. Like, you start that game with half a left hand. And it's just, well, and Ethan's just like, guess I'll wrap this up. Okay, let's go. Not like, holy crap, I have three fingers on my hand now. Like, no, nothing like that. It's just like, well, I guess I'll just wrap this up and grab a shotgun. Like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm not sure if anyone here is still Pokemon snapping, but, uh, we, we continue to do the post game. And just so you guys know, every one of these, uh, little areas you go visit, all have like alternate routes that can open up. We've discovered a bunch of them. There's like legendaries in almost every one of these maps uh, that you can discover. That's how you get a lot of the four stars, things like that. And we're still having a ton of fun. My my wife and kids are are all about the snap. I haven't played as much of it, but I'm enjoying watching them make discoveries on the regular. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's all I've been playing this week. Uh, Shannon, why don't you tell me about my second favorite type of game? Uh yeah, so I'm uh, playing Picross Six. Yes. Um, it's more Picross. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it you know, is. Like, don't mess with the formula. And I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it's a good game. Uh, buy it. It's like <laughs> I was 10 gonna bucks. say, you're like, it is what it is, and what it is is a damn good game. That's what it yeah. is. I mean, I, you're not wrong. Like, it's it's one of my favorite games to go to when I'm just like stressed out and I'm like, I just need to clear my head for a minute. Like, it's. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant at doing that. Um, it's fun. It's therapeutic. I don't know what it is about those games that just makes you want to do like one more. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just that you finally start to see the patterns and the behaviors, and like you feel good about like nailing a puzzle. You're just like, yes, I want to go do this again. But like, it's just 
you know, for an 8-bit, like, picture that come up, it, like, completed that you did and you found the problems uh, and, like, solved it logically is just fun. Um, the other game I played this week was uh, Walkabout Mini Golf on um, on the VR, on the Quest 2. Nice. Um, so uh, with their latest firmware update, uh, Oculus has now allowed you um, to share your library with up to uh, two other people. Oh. Um, so what you if you have somebody who has a quest, you can have them like put your headset on. They can open up their Facebook account profile and link their Facebook user uh, account to your Oculus. Now you have access to their games. They have access to your games. You can play them um, without kicking somebody else offline, which is good. And you can also play multiplayer with them in the same game. Um, oh, wow. That's so, cool. That's yeah, so cool. I bought the game. Uh, I bought Walkabout, and um, my girlfriend wanted to play it. She had access to my library, so we were able to play together, which is super dope and super cool. And like, I think a pretty cool thing that Facebook is doing, like, because usually, mm-hmm. like, if you're like Nintendo or something, they're gonna make you pay for it. Um, so you know, good on them. Uh, the game itself is super hilarious and fun. Um, you know, you basically have an avatar that is basically like a balloon head with glasses and a visor. (laughs) Um, And you could see the person's hand and their club. So it makes for some pretty funny um, interactions. Cause like when you're putting, like somebody could be waving their putter in like front of your face or like trying to distract you to like, you know, mess up while you're hitting the ball. Um, The one thing I would say you have to watch out for is that um, there is, I mean, the physics in the game are true to life. So, like, the golf ball, when it hits a hard surface, is going to bounce like a real golf ball. Like, it's going to, you know, bounce all over the place. Uh, also, um, when you're using your, your Joy-Con, you only have to use one of them. Um, and the home button, uh, if you hit the, the trigger, it puts you next to the ball. But if you hit the home button, it will move you, uh, recenter you. Because, like, you know, sometimes you shuffle around and you're in your guardian zone. So like, you know, if you get too close, like sometimes you can scoop back over and then hit the button and realign yourself. Um, one thing I've noticed is when you do that, if your if your controller is down, like you're holding the putter down and you do that and you hit the ball, like that ball rockets like out into the world somewhere. And like, you know, you get docked, uh, like a stroke, you know, uh, or okay. for you know, being because, out of bounds or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, right. so it's just, like, be careful, like, when you're playing the game, like, I always hold my club up now so that, like, I don't hit the ball, like, when I'm moving around <laughs> and, like, investigating. Um, the fun thing is about that one, um, it's pretty much all just finding, like, the different golf balls that are strewn about each course um, to unlock the hard levels for each of, like, the five courses that are there. Um, you have to find either ten of the balls scattered around, lost balls scattered around the, the map, or you have to get a score of... I think two below par to open up the next level, but the, the levels themselves are pretty challenging. Um, the physics themselves, um, you know, they kind of allow you to, the, the developers have this sandbox, right? Where they can make whatever kind of level they want. They're not like set to earth, you know, ish, like, you know, gravity mm-hmm. and, you know, space. So like, you know, one level you're playing in a space station and it's like, you know, you can hit the ball like way over there in outer space. Like you can use gravities, you know, the fact that there's less gravity here, like to your advantage. Um, you know, there are areas where gravity all of a sudden kicks in and then like swoops up and drops the ball down. And, you know, it just makes for a challenging, uh, course, but at the same time, it's fun as hell when you can play with your friends. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I think it was twenty four ninety nine, um, and it's well worth it. Uh, you know, especially for I mean, you got five courses that are unlocked right away. You get the hard versions of all those courses after you you know find some of the balls or whatever. And then, you know, there's uh, leaderboards and challenges that will allow you to see how you rank up against other people that are playing it, which are which are fun as well. Uh, mm. Each hole, each hole is 18 holes. Um, so it takes about an hour to get through like a full course if you're playing with just like one other person and you're not messing around. But if you're like trying to mess with each other and you're just trying to figure out fun ways to get to the hole without necessarily like staying on the course, um, you could play this game for hours. Um so yeah, uh, let's walk about golf. Uh, Justin, what have you been playing? So I was like, this week I didn't really get to play more Resident Evil 8 or Pokemon Snap. I definitely want to invest more time into both. But uh, the one thing I did play was a while back, I bought Diablo 3 on the Switch, and Megan really wanted to play. And I know at some point, you know, I know Zach really wanted to play. I do. <laughs> so we'll have to play. Um, and so me and Megan started a new game. I played as the, what is it called? The, uh, Crusader, which was one of the new characters that was introduced in Reaper Souls. And so How is that? I, I, I've never tried a Crusader build. So, uh, when Reaper Souls came out on PS4 and me and Megan played it, we both picked Crusader and we were just blowing through like the beginning part anyway just like blowing mm-hmm. through stuff because you're like super strong and so you got strong defense strong offense you know like the uh, like morning glory like uh like flail and stuff and the big mm-hmm. shield and you're running around just bashing everything um i really like it and i you get to a point later like where through like the skill tree level up system and stuff that your attack instead of directly being in front of you and stuff, you can, like, you basically shoot, like, light almost, like, at a distance and stuff, so you can, like, hit stuff from, like, far away. Oh, interesting. Which is pretty interesting, yeah. So I I kind of been going down that path and stuff of basically, like, taking less damage for a certain amount of time and being, like, a tank and running in. And Megan's playing as the wizard, so she's kind of, like, at a distance shooting stuff while I, like, run in. And then I have, like, some stat buff stuff that'll, like, help both of us and stuff. So she can stay at a distance while I run in and just beat the ever-loving shit out of everything. While you run in and murder the entire room. Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been pretty fun. Um, one of the interesting things, because on the Switch, like, they've done so many updates since the last time I played, like, there's, like, season, like, when I initially played, there wasn't seasons and stuff, and now there's seasons, and you can create, like, a seasonal character and stuff, so you can get, like, certain rewards or whatever for playing, like, in that season. Okay. And me and Megan were trying to do that on my, which she, I think she has it on her Switch, too, but we were both just playing on my one, and since her, she doesn't have, like, a, like, Nintendo, like, online account or anything like that, we couldn't do, both do seasonal without her being, like, logged in with her, like, Nintendo ID and stuff and having a Nintendo online subscription stuff on the one. So, I starting the game was a little rough because I picked the seasonal, like, did seasonal and she tried to set it up and then couldn't. I was like, God damn it. So, I had to delete my character and recreate my character again as a non-seasonal character so that we could both play together without being online. 
Yeah. So, so you were saying you were both playing on yours. How how does that work? Um, I mean, it works just like normal because I like, with you know. Is that Diablo, like couch, couch co-op essentially? Yeah. Like, yeah. So does it do like, like a split screen or? or how um, does it do? you both share the screen, and then it does one of those where when one person like starts to move too far away from mm-hmm. the other, the one who's the furthest like it teleports them to you. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a cool. sort of thing, which is nice sometimes because it's like. You know, like after you beat a dungeon or something, you're just kind of running back. It's like, you know, Megan will just be like sitting there on her phone or while I'm running back and it's just automatically teleporting her to me or whatever while I'm just getting us out of wherever we are. Gotcha. Okay. That's pretty cool. I, I, hey, I still like Diablo 3. Just saying. I know. That's kind of what made me, because I'm like, dude, like I have no idea when Diablo 4 is coming out and I, I really want to play the Diablo 2 remaster. Even though Shannon's just gonna shit all over it because you know it's just another <laughs> remaster, but it looks beautiful. Um, hey Shannon, do you care at all that they're doing the uh, Overwatch Two showcase this week? Like, I know you were you were real big on the Overwatch for a while. Like, are, are, have you kind of fallen off, like catching up with what's happening with Overwatch Two, or you, do you care at this point, or are you? Uh... I care. I want to see who they're gonna come out with because I think that lineup is. Um... You know, it needs some new blood in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be interested to see how many people they get rid of and how many people they keep and, um, you know, who they add yeah. in the new places. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, before, like, I had time to, like, get good at that game or get decent at that game. And now I just don't. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, but I, you know, one thing that I liked about that game is... There wasn't a lot of story for the characters, and slowly over time, they did a great job at doing, like, a short 10-minute video for each character. Yeah. So it gave them depth, and it, like, I, I, I like that. Um, so if they keep doing that and rolling that out, like, I'll I'll follow that. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd be interested. I think I'd buy it if, if, you know, when it comes out, just to see what it's about. Well, we'll, we'll uh, definitely cover that next week. I'm... I'm... Mm-hmm. It's on my uh, on my list of things to pay attention to this week. So I'm except I'm, I'm kind of like you. I, I I never really got all that into Overwatch, but it was so big and it seems to have just gotten super stagnant. And I think when they launched or when they announced Overwatch two, it seemed like everyone just kind of hit pause on Overwatch until the next thing. They're like, okay, let's see what Overwatch two is. And then that was two years ago now. Mm-hmm. So it's almost been an out of sight, out of mind. So I'm I'm curious to see what what they're doing because their original pitch for Overwatch Two was, uh, it's gonna be just like an add-on for Overwatch, and everyone hit that you know heard that seemed to go what that that's not a sequel. I don't know what this is, but doesn't seem weird that, that you're saying it like that. So I'm curious if they you know rolled back on that at all, or if that really is what they're doing. It's just a bolt-on to Overwatch, or hopefully yeah, we'll get some answers this week. You know, I've heard a lot of rumors over the past couple of years about what it's mm-hmm. going to be. Like I've heard a lot of people say that they're going to have a single-player story mode now for each yeah. character. You know, like that you can that you can use each character in, and that each one's going to have a different story, and it's all going to be flushed out. And like this time, it's going to be. You know, there's going to be, like, the human faction, and there's going to be the machine faction, like, the machine Mm -hmm. side. And, you know, they're going to split things a little bit more uh, that way, that, you know, they're going to have, like, ranked matches. And, you know, they were going to do all this stuff. And then, you know, Overwatch League came out. And then they were like, whoa, we're not going to do any of that because this Overwatch League is actually doing pretty good. Um, You know, we have some pretty heavy-hitting investors. So, you know, we're probably just going to 
you know, scale that back a little bit and we'll just do kind of like uh, Call of Duty where we're like, we just have seasons and like, we'll just like roll out a new character and not much is going to change otherwise. Like maybe a new map will come out like once a year, but other than that, yeah. what you get is what you see, or, you know, what you see is what you get. Um, then COVID came around. So it's kind of, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm I almost, I almost feel like they could do a Mortal Kombat type story. Where it's one narrative, but you're they kind of make you play all the different characters as you go through mm-hmm. it. And that might be a good way to get you to test characters you don't normally like or wouldn't normally use or things like that. That would be awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the, I think their environment really lends itself to that type of story structure. I mean, it's Justin, almost like a comic book. Justin, are you an Overwatch guy at all? No, I never, like, really out of all the Blizzard stuff, like, Diablo was the only one that I really ever got into. Gotcha. It's the only one that ever grabbed you. Can I can I tell you about a little game called StarCraft? Cause... Okay, I mean, I did, so, um, I did play Star, like, I did play StarCraft, like, the original StarCraft, mm. and I never really played 2, um, but that was also because, like, when 2 came out, like, my laptop at the time couldn't really handle yeah. playing 2. <laughs> like, it could handle playing 1. <laughs> but... hey, 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 Justin, let's play some StarCraft. I I'm mean, down. I'd be down. Yeah. <laughs> You'd probably kick my ass. <laughs> I don't know. I'm way out of practice now. But, man, there, there was a time when I, I would actually say I was good at StarCraft. But that was many moons ago at this point. Um. I, I guess we have we have a show. We don't really have a spoiler talk this week or anything like that. We've got Loki coming in a couple weeks mm-hmm. that we'll dive back into. Uh, anyone else have something to uh, talk about before we wrap this bad boy up? Um, I did want to say real quick. I watched. I know Mike Miller um, was talking about it on the Discord. I think you said you were interested. I watched that on Netflix, the documentary High Score. Hmm. How was the that? video game one. Um, I finished it this uh, past week. Finally, I was mm-hmm. kind of watching like an episode or two a night and it was really good. And it basically kind of covers like not only like the birth of like video games, but it's like, you know, Atari and they talk with like the actual like dude who the owner at the time and stuff of Atari and kind of go through like the like Nintendo versus like Sega and how like kind of games like evolved and stuff mm-hmm. in it so it was really interesting and one of the uh really funny parts about it was i was sitting there watching it and they were talking about it was during the kind of nintendo versus sega era and like one of like sega's like main goals or whatever was to kind of like have a main focus because nintendo was considered a kids console so their focus was more on teenagers and being cool and one of the other focuses was like sports they were like sports games and so they kind of went through like you know uh the madden like the madden on the sega and stuff and one of the people who worked on madden he came on screen and his name was um it's like joel yamamoto and i'm like sitting there and i like paused the video and i'm like looking at him and megan's like what are you doing and i was like dude I was like, this dude was a teacher at my school at college, oh, really? college for for game design. Uh, the very like he was one of the last classes I had and stuff uh, before I graduated. 
and it's like I knew he was in the industry like for like a long time and stuff, but I had no idea what he actually worked on. Oh, that's and so awesome. it, yeah, so it was funny to see him and stuff, and I was like, I did not know he actually worked on Madden. And so I sat there and I looked him up on Facebook, and yeah, he was like, we had like mutual friends, which were other teachers from Collins College and stuff. And I was like, dude, that's wild. I was like, uh, he was in the documentary and stuff. It was pretty funny. <laughs> that's cool. You're like, I should have paid more attention in his class. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I appreciate him even more now than I did previously. That was great. Uh, Shin, do you see anything you want to talk about? Or? Yeah, any more shitty movies? <laughs> no, uh, I have not. I mean, I've just been watching The Mass Singer. It's my guilty pleasure. And okay, so just shitty TV shows. Yeah. Uh, me, and, me, me, and my, me and my wife watch that too, but we are way behind. So I, I haven't seen anything. The last, time, last one I saw, the orca showed up, so... Oh gosh, yeah, you're way, way behind because the yeah. orcas gotten booted off, crabs gotten booted off, um, like a whole Spoilers. bunch of people. All, all the sea life done, done, yeah. gone. Yeah, dude, that's the other thing too is like with all the talk this week of like new releases and everything like that. Uh, Subnautica, the Frozen, Man, yeah, below zero, below zero, yeah, below zero, yeah, and nobody's saying anything about it. Like I'm a little, a little worried. I, and then uh, I guess I thought, Subnautica... that one was gonna, I thought that one was going to come to Game Pass and then it launched and wasn't on Game Pass. And I'm like, well, shit, now I've got to buy it. Yeah. But the, at, least uh, at least it's only 25 bucks. I think the original Subnautica this week got um, a PS5 update uh, for graphics, too, like a graphical update. Oh, really? Yeah. And to... if you and if you already have it or if you downloaded it last week or last month with the mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation Plus, you get mm-hmm. the upgrade for free. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got nothing else. All like, right. Fun fact: my friend Ben also worked on the soundtrack for Subnautica: Below Zero. So yeah, yeah, he's a music composer. So. That's there awesome. Because I downloaded some tracks from the first one because that first one had some pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that first one. That first one had some bangers for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, all right. Well, I guess that is a show. So, uh, Justin, why don't you put this thing to bed? You know what, guys? <laughs> Thank you guys for <sighs> tuning in to another episode of That Pixel Life. Also, if you've uh, been on our Discord channel, you would know that uh, Mr. Platinum had a thing going on with his little monster tabs that he likes to collect Mm -hmm. he has a giant kitty litter container full of them (laughs) and (laughs) we uh he had it going on getting to guess how many of these tabs were in this kitty litter container nobody managed to guess it i think uh, i think zach got really close and then i think uh Paul, whose username's Hand Banana in the Discord, mm-hmm. like I think I think he actually ended up getting the closest, being like eight away, I think. But uh, yeah, he was uh, eight away. You're right. Yep, five thousand eight hundred and seventy was the grand total of the number of monster tabs. That's insane. It's pure madness. <laughs> and he really wanted to enforce to everyone that, since we were so concerned with his health yeah. in the last episode with the amount of energy, that he did not actually consume 
all the energy drinks associated with the tabs that it's 11 years worth of collecting and some of them came from friends and just people i'm assuming he'd find one on the street and rip the tab off and put it in his pocket <laughs> for later but okay okay hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna press pause on that for a second bro no like 80 percent or more of that is you i'm sorry like you're not <laughs> sitting there you know scrounging the streets for monster tabs i, I mean the if we're doing a percentage i'm gonna say 80 to 90 percent are your tabs maybe maybe you and your wives but maybe we'll double up on that so okay 40 percent of that is you if i'm if i'm giving you all like half of it is is your wife also like bro i mean that's, over that's 11 years over 11 years that's like 10 cans 10.1 cans a week so i mean you're averaging like one a day there like a couple days where you got like two in there if you're feeling mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. little down in dumps but uh you know it's kind of crazy you need to you need to hit up that lemon lime hangover cure one they got you know some mornings <laughs> just throwing that out there oh the uh what was it the recovery oh, that's a rock star yeah the rock star oh, yeah. that dude that was that was a secret weapon for me for a while that rock star recovery <laughs> the lemonade like the one in the yellow can yeah, yeah with, with, no, with no carbonation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the winner right there <laughs> bring you back to life son <laughs> But yes, unfortunately, no one managed to guess it, so nobody got the $20 gift card. So unfortunately, mine Shannon's date to Chili's is going to get postponed. No three for ten appetizers anymore. I wanted that cardiac arrest burger in the bottom left corner so bad. It was like two meat patties and like a handful of bacon, maybe some onion straws and some ranch dressing like slathered all over the top of it. Yes, please. With what, with what looked like a pile of pulled pork or something also like i don't <laughs> yeah, know, what I know. That was. like it was like every type of meat possible inside of the sandwich yeah they just had a bunch of extra stuff laying around after coven they're just like you know what <laughs> let's just unload this while while it's still good they're like what should we do with all this meat and the chili's guy just walks in and goes you know what guys <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and then we hit their ass with a lawsuit. Yeah. I'm like, that's my thing. Yeah. I was like, you're not going to ratio me, buddy. (laughs) You know, I like how, like, everything on that menu was just, like, designed to give you diarrhea or severe heartburn. And then up in the corner, there's, like, one lonely quesadilla that's just like, you can get this, too. (laughs) The most sane choice. The pity quesadilla. (laughs) <laughs> three sprigs of lettuce that they're like we call this a salad yeah yeah so you if you stuck around long enough for this outro <laughs> sorry still doing the outro. sorry yeah uh so if you feel so inclined you can give us a review on itunes let us know what you think of chili's three for ten appetizer deal and what three you would pick off of their menu and Zach, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, I'm never coming on this show again after you badmouth Star Wars. Also, go be great. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. May the odds forever be in your favor. A famous quotation by Spock. Yeah, from the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs>